Welcome to License to Talk Insurance, a podcast for independent insurance agents. Hello, my name is Amanda Yanis. I am the Director of Marketing at Chicagoland SIA and one of your hosts for this podcast. Hi, I'm Kelsey Conklin Ramsey. I am the Director of Digital Strategy and I am your other host for this podcast. So this episode, we're going to talk all about using video in your insurance agency, which I know is kind of funny since we opt not to video record our podcast, but video is still very important. So we do want to dive into that topic. Video is so important. And I think this is something that we all saw the emergence of COVID, not being able to see clients or prospects face-to-face, the emergence of Zoom and Zoom meetings, right? Video has just been so popular over the past couple of years. And what we're seeing as a trend is that it's not going away. It's just becoming more and more increasingly popular. I'm sure a lot of folks know this by scrolling through their Facebook, Instagram, or even if you're, you know, super hip TikTok feeds. So many of of the popular trending posts are are videos, they're reels, they're... When you consider that YouTube is the second most popular search engine in the world, I think that speaks volumes to the importance of video in your online digital presence. Absolutely. Those those how-to videos on YouTube get so many views and are so great for your search engine optimization. That's something that we'll definitely kind of touch on, but... I think what we really want to start out with is why video? Why should we incorporate that into an insurance agency? What what is so important about it? And I I think, Amanda, feel free to chime in here because I know you have put out a lot of videos for both the Chicagoland account and for Conklin, but video is just a great way for clients or prospects to get to know their insurance agent. Uh, Not only is it just great for your personal brand and your business brand, but it's also a good way for you to just have this evergreen content living on your website, on your social pages that gets really good feedback. And it's just something different compared to a, a standard post or a standard email. Having a welcome video when you have a new client explaining who you are, who your team is, how to best contact everybody, where your office space is, what your office looks like. Those are great ways for someone to, to get to know you with very little effort on their end. You don't need to have this person coming into your office to to get to know you right away. And that helps to start to build that relationship and that trust. So video can be used, as I just talked a bit about, it can be used in a lot of different ways. So videos can be used to do any type of video proposals. There's different websites that are out there that can help you put together a video proposal. So you can send to prospects or existing clients as I mentioned before, welcome videos once someone does actually um, start working with you is, is another great opportunity. And then how-to and educational videos are also hugely popular. As Amanda said, you know, YouTube is the number two search engine out there. And being able to have that content for people to be able to find and learn more and to trust that you are that expert and that trusted advisor in the insurance space. And then also social media. So I mean, those are those are just a few areas that we're going to focus on today. But, you know, video is just becoming so much more popular and it's not going away. Video is so important, just like Kelsey has been saying. As a marketer, video has really sort of evolved the digital marketing space where we see people are looking for 
what is or how to videos rather than wanting to read content online. I don't know whether it's because they want to listen to the video while they're doing something else, which is very popular, like you're cleaning the kitchen, you're listening to a video. We're all multitasking these days. But video is so much more consumable than the written word online at this point that it really, anything that you're writing, if you're also able to record that, is so much better. So like at Conklin Insurance Agency, when we release a new blog topic, we also release a video that goes along with that. And they sort of work together. A lot of people are hesitant to get into video because they don't feel comfortable. They don't know how to start. They don't know what they need. It seems like it needs to be this big production. But the reality is that getting into video is quite simple. So there are some things that you're going to need to make a video. Uh, all our videos are actually filmed uh, using my smartphone. Uh, I did go out and buy a nice microphone and I do have some lights set up to sort of brighten my face, uh, especially on those cloudier days when my windows aren't very bright, just to sort of keep my face illuminated. Going back to the mic, that is actually one of the most important things that you need is a quality mic. People will put up with sort of a lesser quality image but they won't put up with lesser quality sound. So if you're hard to hear, or if there's a lot of static or interference, they're not gonna watch your video because it's irritating to the ears. So if you're gonna splurge on any equipment, I would definitely say the microphone is where you should spend your most attention. And then like I said, recording using your, your smartphone is fine. Uh, you can just set up some lamps for lighting. It doesn't have to be fancy. So it really is sort of a low cost of entry when you consider that you probably already have lamps. You have a smartphone. Uh, so buying a mic, I mean, you might spend $50 on a quality mic. Yeah, and I think so much of this too, I think there's a, there's a lot of hesitancy from independent agents when it comes to creating quality video. And I don't think it's just an issue with independent agents. I think it's just small business owners in general. There's a hesitancy to want to get involved in video because in the past, there's been such a noticeable difference between a video that was made by a video production company with professional cameras and lighting and all of these different things. Whereas now, smartphone technology has advanced so much that you can actually record quality videos just right there on your phone. And I think for, for those who don't want to just hold the camera up, of course, right, because you don't want the, the camera shaking around, having some type of stand or tripod is definitely um, encouraged as well, just to make sure that the video comes off as professional as possible. But don't let it inhibit you if you don't have a major video budget, because as Amanda said, you can go ahead and use a lot of the resources that you already have. And then you might just need to go out and purchase a nice microphone. And even from an editing perspective, I know we'll touch on this in a little bit, but there's a lot of free tools out there that an agent can use. And it, it, it doesn't take a lot of time. So I think those are the two big factors when it comes to video is making sure that you have the right resources and the right amount of time. And it, it's not as time consuming or as expensive as one might think, which is definitely a positive. You brought up an interesting point where you said like there used to be this huge gap between you know production companies and home videos. But really with the shift to video, especially thanks to social media, 
people are actually really engaged with those sort of home video type things. Like you go on TikTok, those are all home videos. Instagram is mostly home videos, Facebook. I mean, you get some of those production companies in there, but people don't seem to mind as much anymore. In fact, when you have sort of that home video quality, it kind of relates to your brand a little bit as a small business owner, as a family owned business. To have sort of that more home video quality, you don't need to go out and have this big production. People aren't expecting that from small businesses. So don't let the fact that you're not spending hundreds of dollars to produce this amazing video stop you because that's really not what people are looking for anymore. Absolutely. I totally agree, Amanda. And I think as we're we're talking about getting started, do you have any tips or tricks in terms of developing a script or developing content? Since I know that is another big factor for a lot of agents is, you know, a lot of folks don't like to just go off the cuff, which is totally fair, especially when you're putting together some type of educational content or, you know, a welcome video or things like that. It's good to have a script or at least an idea in mind as to what you should say. And it also makes the recording process go a lot smoother. So do you have any tips or tricks that you recommend when developing a script? So not everyone needs a script, but some people do, and that's okay. I am a big script person. I'm not great at going off the cuff though I guess that is technically what we're doing right now, it's not where I'm most comfortable. And when you're being recorded, especially visually recorded, it can be really uncomfortable to sort of be out there trying to just come up with what you're going to say, at least have a bulleted out list of things you want to talk about, what you want to cover. And if you want to go right into having a script, that is fine. Uh, There's actually some apps that you can get on your phone for very reasonable price that will do like a teleprompter. So as you're facing your phone, your script can be scrolling on your phone. You can be staring at your phone while reading instead of sort of looking off to the side. So there are tools out there that can help with that. In terms of actually like developing a script, coming up with the content, there's so much. I mean, pick a topic that you wanna cover, whether it's what to expect during a claim, uh, a welcome video, I mean, it really depends on what you want to say. There's so much content that insurance agents can talk about, what coverages are important to certain businesses. Then there's like insurance adjacent topics like sprinkler care. (laughs) So in terms of like developing your script, remember you're going to be saying these words. You're going to be saying these sentences. So you might write a little bit differently than you would be typing something or sharing something written. Uh, So make sure you're you're writing in your voice. So if you would say something a certain way, write it that way. Uh, I would recommend reading your script aloud a few times before you start recording. Uh, and you'll find where you kind of change things as you're saying it aloud. Yeah, I think you're you're so right, Amanda. Um, especially when coming up with a script, it should sound like it's coming from you. It shouldn't sound like you know something was AI generated, and it's not coming from from you or your voice. So that's that's hugely important that it seems genuine um, and comes across as you. I think another thing that Amanda did mention earlier was that when she's you know, when, when you're posting, Amanda, um, on Conklin with your blogs and then you're also sharing a video, that's another great way to 
develop that that content's already there, right? So you can always, you know, read your blog aloud so that you don't have to feel like you have this backlog of content that you're not using um, that you can be utilizing for video. Don't feel like you have to really start from scratch on everything if you already have this content created. Don't need to fix what isn't broken, right? Where you want to post your videos will also dictate what kind of videos you're making. We focus mostly on YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook with our videos. They're more explainer videos. They're more uh, insurance focused on what is this coverage? What coverages do you need? Which is a little different than if we wanted to focus on, like, say we wanted to really hit TikTok. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't post our videos to TikTok, but TikTok isn't really where we're focused. So I don't spend any time making special TikTok videos. TikTok would be more of your personality, your brand, your authenticity. So if you're going to do really focus on TikTok marketing, that's completely different than YouTube, Facebook, and LinkedIn, which are a little bit more longer videos, more explainer videos, whereas TikTok is more just like fun. Uh, here we are. This is who we are. We're a great company. We have a great company culture. So it really can depend why are you wanting to focus your attention. Absolutely. You know, those short form versus long form videos have their places, um, especially on those different platforms. So while we're also on the topic of developing content and, you know, script development, I also really wanted to mention how important it is, especially as I know I've I've referred back to Amanda's comment about YouTube being the number two search engine. This is so important. So, so, so important. If you are going to be posting videos on YouTube, make sure that you're, you know, talking about topics and using keywords and phrases that you want to be associated with your business. So if you are really targeting a specific type of market, that's a great opportunity to be posting relevant videos onto YouTube because it's going to help with your search engine optimization, your SEO. So SEO is, is so important for your business, especially when it comes to Google and other search engines. But having a video that then allows someone, a prospect or whoever it is, to then link back to your website, those are, you know, that's called a backlink, right? And, and search engines are constantly looking for that to kind of validate and help boost your, your SEO. But that backlink will help you so much because YouTube is, is, is a verified website. So when... When we're thinking about backlinks, we want to see your website being shared across other websites that are trusted, that have high traffic and are verified through the search engines. So a spot like YouTube is obviously going to be very highly rated by Google, right? Also, YouTube is owned by Google. But because it is a trusted, verified source, that will help boost your SEO. So the more content that you're posting on YouTube and then also linking back in the comments or in the about section, anywhere within your profile on YouTube is going to help you with your SEO. And then also those videos are going to be living on there for a long time, right? So that's also going to help with your SEO just because the longer that they're there and the more traction that they get, the more popular your profile on YouTube is going to get. And Amanda knows a lot about this too. So I'm sure she's about to, you know, she can, you can chime in on this, Amanda, but YouTube is such a great place for this type of content. YouTube is fantastic. They not only allow you to put a description of your video, they allow you to share links in the description of the video. 
uh, which like Instagram does not allow linking, which is frustrating as a marketer that you can't link your Instagram videos back to your website, but you definitely can on YouTube. YouTube allows for hashtags and allows for actual tagging. If you scroll down into the additional settings, you'll see where you can add tags, which you're going to want to do. You want to add tags like insurance, insurance agent. If you're talking about car insurance, you definitely want to have car insurance, auto insurance, vehicle insurance. All of these tags will increase traffic to your video, uh, which then could lead to traffic to your website, which could lead to people then contacting you or at least you know, having you more top of mind, or if they hadn't heard of you before and you had reached out to prospect them and they're kind of doing a little Google on you uh, and these videos are popping up, that's definitely going to increase your credibility uh, with those prospects. I love YouTube. I embed YouTube videos that I've created onto our website, which also helps with SEO. Definitely. And I mean, I think we're kind of naturally going into this topic as it is, um, but I want to mention you know, and, and Amanda mentioned this previously, but based on the platform that you're using, your videos might look different. Your content might look different, which is totally fine, right? So that's something to always consider when you are looking to create a video as to where your focus is. And then depending on where that focus is, will be dependent as to where you post that video. And you can cross share, you know, you can cross share videos from Google to Facebook, or if you want to share a YouTube video and your newsletter, like those are very easy things to do. And we definitely recommend doing so. But as Amanda mentioned, having a video on YouTube, it might look different than a TikTok video or an Instagram video, especially if you're looking to post an Instagram story or an Instagram reel or something like that. But we don't need to get too nitty gritty into those details. For Conklin, since we're not really interested as much in the, the TikTok audience, I don't spend any additional time creating a special TikTok video. It's the same video as I post to YouTube, only it's cropped to be a vertical video because TikTok is a mobile site. So everything is seen in vertical, whereas YouTube prefers well, doesn't prefer necessarily, but YouTube tends to be more horizontal. So if people are watching it on their mobile device, they'll turn their device horizontal or they'll watch it on a browser on their computer. Uh, Facebook tends to be more mobile. So I try to do more vertical videos for Facebook, but it's the same content because like I said, YouTube, Facebook, and LinkedIn are where our audiences are. So that's sort of what I'm developing our videos for. And we just don't have the time right now to develop special videos for every single platform. If we did, then I would definitely be creating completely different videos for TikTok, completely different videos for Instagram. Or if we had decided, well, Instagram is where our audience is or TikTok is where our audience is, our videos would look completely different than what they look like. Now I throw those videos that we use on Facebook onto TikTok and Instagram just to catch a few people here and there, but it's really not our focus. So it doesn't hurt to put them up, but I don't expect to get a lot of return from those platforms since I'm not making specialized videos for that audience. So Amanda, you you were mentioning this about the different aspect ratios and cropping and and having to have 
the same video, but just modifying it for the different platforms, right? So that's really important when you are going in and developing your video content, having in mind where you're going to be posting and sharing these videos will also determine the aspect ratio, the sizes, the lengths, etc. So before, you know, uploading your your content to the different platforms, I definitely recommend going in and, and checking the different specifications for each of the platforms, which um, I have actually compiled a list of them, you know, for TikTok, I'll throw in Snapchat too, even though that might not be a very popular one for most, most independent agents, but I'll throw that in. Um, and then, you know, Facebook, YouTube and Instagram as well. So we'll include that in the description of our of our podcast just so you guys have access to it. But that's also important um, when it comes down to video editing, which I know we'll probably touch on here shortly. Sure. Why don't we dive right into video editing? Sure. Go, go for it, Amanda. <laughs> I, I know there are some free tools um, that are available based on, you know, your, your type of computer. I know iMovie is one that has been popular. Um, I believe the one for Microsoft is Photo Legacy, um, but I'll have to double check that. But Amanda, I'm not sure if you have any, you know, pieces of knowledge since you are the, you are the editor. <laughs> You're the marketer and the editor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do it all. Uh so for editing on a Mac, definitely iMovie is something that everyone should check out if you're working with a Mac. It's got a free version that can do quite a lot. It's fairly user-friendly. I mean, if you're on a Mac, you understand that Macs have a certain level of user-friendliness that isn't necessarily the same as like a PC. Uh, they tend to be a little bit more technical, but Obviously, if you're using a Mac, you're prepared for that. Uh, if you are using a PC, I'm not familiar with the software Kelsey mentioned. Uh, personally, I use something called DaVinci Resolve, which is a free video editing software. It also has a paid version for additional uh, tools and, and really neat things. But I find the free version works great for me. Uh, we don't have any affiliation with these companies, but just through personal use, I find them fantastic. There's a lot of how-to videos out there. A lot of people on YouTube explaining how you can do certain things, how to get certain effects. And I find DaVinci to be very user-friendly for doing some basic editing, some clipping, some zooming, some cropping, adding titles, transitions. All that stuff is very simple because uh, you don't need to go out and you know have dynamic screen changes and all this fancy stuff. Uh, in some cases, that can actually detract from a video. So, you know, some titles, some maybe editing to take out some bloopers. That's all great. I wouldn't get too concerned about transitions and all this fancy stuff that a lot of people do. But if you want to get into that, maybe later when you're a little bit more comfortable with your video, go for it. Uh, just remember, in some cases, less is more. You don't want to be having things zooming across the screen every second. So yeah, editing is not difficult anymore. It used to be, definitely. But now, as I said, there's so many explainer videos. There's so much software that is focused on the home user. Again, probably because video has become such an important part of our culture uh, that it's just become accessible to everyone. So before we go, I do want to throw a few statistics at you just to sort of reinforce why video is so important. 
according to a study done by Wise Owl, which was shared in IA Magazine, 93% of marketers say video has helped them increase their brand awareness, and 87% say video has helped them increase the return on investment. On the other side of that, 96% of people have watched an explainer video to learn about a product or service, and 88% of people say that they've been convinced to buy a product or service by watching a brand's video. And for those who aren't familiar with Wise Owl, they're an um, animated video production company, and they uh, put out a report, I believe in, it was in 2022, that talks a lot about video, the importance of video, um, especially for small businesses. So actually another, um, another article, the Hartford Small Business Ahead, um, they put out an article about video, also referencing Wise Owl's report. And really one of the statistics that hit home for me was that 86% of marketers say that video has helped them generate leads. So that's that's pretty significant, especially comes to finding leads for an independent agent outside of just referrals. Um, having video can definitely help with that. So I'm I'm a big fan of video over here. <laughs> We should get you doing more videos then, Kelsey. I know, I know. I'm kind of, <laughs> I, need, I need to start doing that. I really do. All right. Well, that's time for us. So we are going to say goodbye and see you again next month. Bye, everyone. Thanks so much.